What is going on everybody? My name is Connor Lawler. Welcome back to another week of Weird News Wednesdays. This is the Heroes for Hire podcast and this is the show where we tell you all about all the strangest news stories from around the world. We talk about the news that the real news is too afraid to talk about. As always I am joined by my best pal, Mr. Sean Mead. Sean, how's it going? Sean, one take me in, they call me. This is actually ironic because we, I already did that intro and then Sean's mic basically set itself on fire. It just decided it didn't want to record in any kind of entertaining or listenable way. So the usual. Ah, oh, yeah, I fucking use. I set him off. You knock him down. Um, so, Sean, this is weird news. What do we do here? You spent the week gathering all of the weirdest news stories from around the world. You're about to read them all out to me, a man who has been too busy troubleshooting audio issues to look at mm. any weird news. Yeah, and if the audio changes at any point in this episode, I will let you know because I mean, obviously, we need you. We need you at your top level. Um, I felt like for the last few weeks, I feel like you've been mediocre at best. Um, hey, I know this man. is your end of your performance review. 2024. Yeah, yeah, appreciate that. Um, Thanks. Uh, can I get a raise? <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm jammed up over here. <laughs> I spent all my money on terrible bets in the bookies. <laughs> I spent it on the ponies. <laughs> um, so, speaking of that, Sean, we have a Patreon if people would oh, like to God. support us. <laughs> Wait, no, we're not going to gamble the Patreon money. No, away, we swear. Not hard. again. Unless we make €10,000 and we put it all on red. <laughs> <laughs> That's the safest bet. Red always comes up eventually. Red um, can't be bad. No. <laughs> so, Sean, yeah, look, I wanted to give everyone a big shout once again for getting us to over 100 five-star reviews on Spotify. Thank you all very, very much. You're all absolute legends. Uh, yep. We are, after last week, we are starting 2024 fresh. After our best of 2023, if you haven't heard that episode that came out two weeks ago, it's basically the top nine weird top nine. news stories of 2023. You know that classic because, list, a top nine that Because Sean does? forgot a story after it was voted for by you The story you guys. was in, the track was just unticked in the editing <laughs> software. Forgot a story. So um, that episode is also, if you have not heard that, I would recommend going back to listen to that. It's just kind I'd of the best of 2023. It's actually some good sections of the show. A lot of this is bad. Um, Turns out in a whole year we could pull out nine good sections. <laughs> Many hours of footage for nine good sections. <laughs> um, Look, we do what we can. <laughs> um, so, Sean, I think it's very important that this week we start off in somewhere we kind of left off last week. Um, Because last week we talked about the chess world being rocked again. Now, if you haven't been keeping up with the chess world over the last 12 months, I mean, fair play, you do have a job and maybe a family and maybe a life. But me and Sean... But here we are, ready (laughs) to fill you in. (laughs) (laughs) There's been some shit going down. So, in the chess world, we had last year where we had um, somebody was accused, basically, of cheating via anal beads, Vibrating yes. anal beads. So the anal beads were telling them what moves to make on the chessboard. That is genuinely an actual story. I'm not making that up. Um, no, and it, it, it's come up a couple of times. A couple of times, yeah. Um, and so since then, Chess World rampant cheating accusations left, right, and centre. The whole place is rocked, right? But last week, what happened was a man in China won his particular competition and then he was stripped of his title after he basically found it after a whole night of partying he defecated in the bathtub 
He shit in the tub. He shit in the tub, your goddamn right he did, in the hotel room. The chess competition, the association found out, then they said, hey man, that's not cool, you can't be shitting in tubs. And they took the competition title back away from him and stripped him of all of his winnings. So... That was the story last week. We were like, ha-ha, isn't it funny? Also, he was also accused of the anal beans. Yeah. It's a standard. Anytime anyone wins a chess tournament these days, you need to do a cavity search I think the on thing it. now, right, is if you're in any way a chess player, like you could murder someone and they'd be like... Did he have anal beads up his arse when he was stabbing him, though? Did, yeah. I don't know how that, that the works. the best move? He's thinking 20 games ahead. No one wants to play against a murderer. Um, but... The news this week, Sean, is the follow-up, and that is Chinese chess player sues to reclaim the title he lost for defecating in a hotel bathtub. Okay, interesting legal case to take. Mm. Um, Tough to argue that in court without laughing. I didn't shit in the tub. It's a tough defence if (laughs) you're on a shit shit in the tub, tub. but I did not use anal beads. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but the whole point is he's reclaiming the title for shitting in the tub so have they any evidence that he shat in the tub technically they haven't seen him and the shit in the same room at the same time this is all circumstantial you're on <laughs> throw this case out some could say they could do a DNA test I'm sure they could but where is the fun in that yeah, we want to the tub accusations <laughs> they'd have had to leave that shit in the tub for the duration of that trial which I would then sue them as hoteliers for just the, having a smelly tub can't have shit in a tub on, yeah. on, indefinitely um, so Yan Cheng doesn't deny what happened Sean. okay he's holding his hands up he's, look he's holding his hands up he's saying look that happened but he wrote in a civil complaint this week that he actually the original story was he drank so much alcohol he was so mm. drunk that he just basically shit in the tub so okay they took the title from him because they said he was bring, bringing the chess world into disrepute after all of the Adelbeat stuff. But he was bringing the chess world into disrepute for the whole drinking and partying and shitting and just I the general vibe. I, I think the drinking and partying is a glow up that the chess world could be sorely in need of. Uh, <laughs> I think you need more characters in the chess give me world. You bad boys in chess. <laughs> Did like, you ever hear about the snooker snooker in the 80s, Sean? Yeah! Like, look at that! Look at, yeah, I want chess, but with, like, how darts is treated. <laughs> like, whoever can drink the most ale is the best darts player, in my mind. Someone put up a stat, though, like, that they did the stats of, like, now, and they did the stats of, like, 80s darts, and they were like, who knew drinking 12 less pints would be, make you a better <laughs> darts player? <laughs> It's, didn't Wasn't the winner of the championship this year like a 17-year-old? No, no, he got to the final and he lost. Ah, uh, I see. Yeah, okay. so he's shit. Although he looked 37, so he technically like not sure. like a 100-year-old man. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so uh, you know, what you want is snooker in the 80s with Jimmy White and all the lads and Alex Higgins. Those la- the amount of cocaine that they were all... They were all parted until 7 o'clock, then putting on a bow tie and putting some snooker balls in. Yeah, dressing up real fancy and playing some billiards. <laughs> Yan Cheng Long doesn't deny what happened, as I said, but he wrote the civil complaint because, Sean, and in his own words, he, in fact, drank a moderate amount of beer to celebrate his win with other players and that some food had caused him stomach problems and he couldn't make it to the toilet in time. See, this is what I was going to ask and I don't want to be judged on this, but 
which is a weird thing to say in a courtroom, um, <laughs> is it illegal to shit in a bath? <laughs> There's nothing. Of all, look, if you can't make it to the designated shit in the toilet space, surely the bath's better than nowhere. I would pay some amount of money to hear a lawyer in the middle of a courtroom just put up his hand. Your Honour, I have a question. <laughs> is it technically illegal to take a shit in a tub? That's all I Where want to know. Where in the rules? Yeah, show me in the show. rules. Maybe in the hotel booklet it has yeah. don't shit in the tub, its own section. Fair enough. I'll hold my hands up if that is the case. But in the chess world, there is no specific rule for when this happens. No, but even like like the like uh, to throw him out over that, he didn't shit on a carpet or or, or in a nursery. Like, do you believe the story, though, Sean? That's the main thing. I think, from the sounds of it, I'd say I don't think it was a moderate about amount of beer, <laughs> but I fully believe he did eat something that made him sick. It was just also a copious amount of beer. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah, so he's saying that he, he it was a stomach, maybe some food poisoning, and he couldn't make it to the toilet in time, and the drinking was just a side order. That was not, in fact, part of it. it he was drunk at the time, but it was actually a bad, I don't know, a pizza, bad curry, bad Chinese. Sean, is, is, there, a, is there a drama there in, in your town? There's, sorry, it's a series of diggers just went past the house, and... <laughs> A, f- a few dozers, actually, for any of our dozer fans out there. for any old-time yeah. listeners of the show. Um, no, I don't think it was a Komatsu, but it looked I'd, like... Let's just have a look at it. Komatsu dozer, what was it, 500 or something? I t- man, I, I don't even remember. It's on the top 10, though, top 9. Uh. Um, so Yan Cheng Long doesn't deny what happened, as I said, but the complaint came one week after a social media post by the Chinese Association that described the drinking and defecation. It said an investigation had found that Yan damaged hotel property. He violated a public order and good behaviour. And he had a negative impact on the tournament. Right. He can't really argue the last one. No. Unless your argument is, I'm a fucking legend. Surely that brings good more eyes to the tournament. But the negative impact he's had on the tournament is as a result of this fucking witch hunt, your (laughs) honour. <laughs> the judge is like, fuck, he cursed. This better be good. <laughs> God, he did that for emphasis, not, not to threaten. <laughs> Pretty good. <laughs> um, so he was playing Chinese chess, and I'm not even going to pr- try and pronounce the name uh, in Chinese. It's a traditional, oh, no. it's a traditional <laughs> board game that remains popular, pr- particularly among older people. So, Yankee? Is that what it is? Yeah, I kind of like that, yeah. Um, <laughs> Yan's complaint, which demands that the association apologise to him... Restore Good. his reputation in the media and pay him fourteen thousand dollars in damages. That's specific. Has he lost fourteen thousand dollars? He has a hundred thousand yen, so fourteen thousand dollars. Right, man. This this is a weird version of chess. It's sorry. I, just, I wish you'd learn how to how play this. How is that this, the bit that catches you? Out a horse plus a cannon is better than two horses or two cannons. That's one of the common rules. <laughs> Everyone knows that. I mean, obviously. I don't know. I just so we, we do a shang- how many how queen. many cannons do I need to beat a queen? How many? Uh, uh, what are the pieces? There's strategies, openings. It's very similar to other chess, I will be honest. There's an advisor, there's a cannon, a chariot, an elephant, a general, a horse, 
and a soldier. Mm. Soldier v. Elephants. Elephants taking that all day, surely. No, ten soldiers would get an elephant. Yeah, ten, but one v. I'm, one, that elephant's eating the soldier. I'll tell you how many soldiers you get. Uh, surely they're the each side. Each side starts with five soldiers. Okay. So I think five soldiers could take an elephant. <laughs> There's a whole other competition. Okay, let's let's dive into this. Oh, yeah, sorry, there's a whole thing about crossing a river in this game. <laughs> well, then you'll need an elephant. So a soldier is worth one point before crossing the river, and then two points after crossing the river. An well, elephant water- on its own is worth two points. Do you know what I? You know what I love about this is that it takes the game of chess and it adds some D and D lore. To yeah. the game of chess, and that's kind of what chess needs. I feel it's yeah, like chess two needs more RPG elements. I, I think RPG story. elements within a boring game can work. <laughs> yes, for reference, a cannon is worth four and a half points. <laughs> why half it? <laughs> why? Why are we doing this? Just make uh, things awkward. I mean, like, I, I think this could top Baldur's Gate for best game Ima- of the year. Imagine a situation where you were in Dart. Any game could be made better with RPG elements. You're playing darts. You score 173. You're suddenly a wizard. Now you have yeah. to dress like a wizard for the rest of the game. Or you get, like, special, like, spectral darts. And, like, they can go through the board and back and if you again. Get a, and if you get a super low score, then you become, like, the laughing stock. Yeah, yeah, you become like the jester and you have to wear you a You lose a dart. <laughs> yeah, you lose a dart. Or all your darts have boxing gloves on the end of them. I just feel like these games, grand. But I just think they can be improved even with a few tweaks. Yeah, you know what just I mean? a, a gamify if, the ancient games. If your do- games don't have anything involving crossing a river for extra points, what are you even doing? Yeah, put some loot boxes in there. <laughs> Sean, do you think this man will reclaim his title after being stripped of it? I, I'll be honest, Connor. In my heart, he never lost it. Okay? He's your this champion the, for life. This is the coolest dude who's ever played chess. <laughs> and he just wants to drink and eat and shit I'm, where he I'll wants. I'll tell you something. <laughs> Can a man not shit where he wants? <laughs> no. I'll tell you something, though. They're going to make him a hero if they keep stri- if they strip him of the title and they don't give it back to him. He go- He's now a fan favourite. Because there's yeah. no sport in the world where he doesn't immediately become everyone's favourite for the next tournament because everyone wants him to win to see where else he will shit. Have you seen... <laughs> That's his trademark. It's just like they send him around the world shitting in various prestigious chess locations. <laughs> Have you seen the thing about the... There's a guy in China and China has this whole thing of like pushing traditional martial arts as the best form of combat. But this dude's like an MMA fighter. And he went out and he was like, I will take on any martial artists and I'll fight MMA and they can do karate or whatever. Yeah. And he just, he's running through people. <laughs> and the government have sanctioned him so hard, he's now only allowed to fight if he dresses as a clown while he does it. <laughs> what are you they're talking like, about? Because they're bad-mouthing traditional martial arts. And he's like, no, I'm just, I'm just fighting like is the best yeah, way to fight. You could say that about anything, like, oh, bring me a thousand samurai and I'll bring a fucking machine gun. Jez, we'll see who wins now. Do you know samurai used guns? That seems like... That seems like there was some false media going around that they were cool. You're telling me they're going around with guns. They had. Be- I went to a samurai museum in Japan, 
and they had they show you like here's the art of sword making here's all these fabulous swords and in the next room here is the gun that every samurai used <laughs> here's a fucking bazooka it was a fucking rifle the size of me bazooka Jord, a legendary samurai used this to destroy many tanks <laughs> yeah they were like eh, it's not about honor it's just more effective than a sword <laughs> like wow <laughs> ruined the whole point the magic is gone like <laughs> the whole point of samurai is the honor they're like fuck the honor a win is a win you know what i mean yeah. get that fucking w just get yeah like oh, again it's points on the board you know yeah if you gotta fucking grenade river, a few people's legs off and then start slicing heads that's what you do lads right it's all about the w samurais are setting landmines and shit <laughs> The sword on their back hasn't been used in years. It's rusted, they can't get it. Fucking bricks. <laughs> Imagine being under fire from a bunch of samurais. You're like, I thought they only had swords. What the fuck? You go out because you assume, like, oh, I'm going to meet them honorably. I'm going to sword fight this yeah. samurai. He just fucking Indiana Jones <laughs> shoots you, just annihilates you with bullets. <laughs> he's got one of those big Gatling guns. Yeah. He's just firing. <laughs> he's, he comes up in a helicopter. Full on samurai garb. Just in a fucking helicopter. You're like, what the, what the fuck is that samurai doing in that helicopter? Fortunate son is playing. Um, I love the smell of napalm in the morning, he says. Oh, oh that tickles me. That's such um, a good image. Okay, so we're moving on, Sean, to our next piece. I don't know if that man's going to get his title back. Probably not. Um, just well, due to the we're fact. We're on his side. As a podcast, but he's our we're hero. on his side. Yeah. He's, he's the yeah. first hero we've had of 2024. Yeah. Um, so, shall we're moving on to our next piece of news. And this is this is a big one. This is one that we would always cover whenever I see this headline. Because this headline perfectly encapsulates what this show is about. Okay. There is something wreaking havoc in a Houston neighborhood. Um, or some things, I should say, wreaking havoc in a Houston neighbourhood. And the residents have come out and spoken. So, um, sorry, before you continue, are you saying, Houston, we has a problem? <laughs> Fucking hell. Come on, I'm going to leave, guys. Uh, I've had a really good time here, but I don't think I really it's going to I really wish you would. <laughs> <laughs> I'd rather do this show alone. No, genuinely, no, seriously. Um, feral, aggressive, Peacocks are wreaking havoc on the Houston neighborhood, residents say. We've had angry peacocks on the show before. Mm. That's a sentence no one has ever said before. That is true, yes. Um, But these ones are even more feral and even more aggressive. Oh my God. They're trying to one-up them. Kelly Donahue proceeds with trepidation when she takes her four dogs for a walk. Even though it's broad daylight, she scans the street before making a turn, vigilant kind of for dogs? the omnipresent threat that ta- that's taking over her neighbourhood. You're talking like it's the fucking mist from the mist. <laughs> talking like it's the samurai from the guns. <laughs> that is an omnipresent threat, though. He could appear at any time. She's checking the roads, the treetops, and the bushes for peacocks. They're fairly visible, though, aren't they? Like, they're famously colourful. Yeah, she calls them pea fowl, apparently. 
Um, are they, are the peafowls, she said, are prone to attacking humans, animals, and cars, and can cause serious property damage to homes. They walk into traffic without hesitation, creating unsafe driving conditions for motorists. Um, I saw seven of them smashing into the ca- into a car the other day. She said, "They tear off roofs, break windows. Once they even chased a group of kids." What the fuck? <laughs> Why are these birds such pricks? They're just colourful swans. <laughs> the heatwood flock are notorious among Texas ornithologists, or- ornithologists and invasive species experts. Um, so right. she says that the fact that all the birds started out as one small privately owned flock she believes that the birds are all inbred, which she said raises ethical questions about whether they should be allowed to continue to reproduce. Oh, okay. I mean, I don't know enough about bird breeding to answer that. <laughs> like, that's her problem. Like, three kids yeah, have yeah. been killed, but they're like, are they fucking second cousins? <laughs> Because we can't have that now. That I mean, I'd, I'd rather if they killed my children, but they weren't related. Now that would be fine. But I cannot have them related when they're killing my children. Can I? Can, can, can I? I don't know. I don't know. Again, I don't know. I don't know how birds work, man. Like, what do you mean you don't know how birds work? How do birds reproduce? Oh, see, I, d- I don't know how birds work. <laughs> yeah, it's tough, and I'm not googling that. Does a bird bring them baby birds? Yeah, like, but then where does the first start come from, you know? Oh, that's like, true. The, it's a chicken egg. Said, that's another thing. It's, it's another thing. Don't get us started I, on that, lad. I know eggs are involved, yeah. but I don't know how both bits get into the egg. <laughs> in birds. In birds. Okay. In birds. <laughs> in birds. I, I have many children. In birds. <laughs> I don't have any children that I know about. That I know of. Um, Fred Collins is a wildlife biologist and former president of the Texas Audubon Society Advisory Board. He's been studying birds as they were introduced into Houston in the late 1950s. Um, so apparently... Wait, were there his- no birds in Houston until the 1950s? What, they brought them in from somewhere else? They shipped them in from the zoo? What? Mm, immigrants. Coming around here, taking our neighbourhoods. Connor, dial it back. Dial it back. <laughs> Sorry. FIFA. <laughs> Not the show. <laughs> no, I was, I was doing like a 1950s Houston person being like, look at all these birds. <laughs> the, uh, um, the people... Uh, no, I googled bird mating, but I'm not getting into it. Uh, maybe don't get into that. Nah. Uh, the peafowl were brought to the area by Vargo's Restaurant, which closed in 2011. Fucking a restaurant brought they, them. <laughs> they brought them in, and then they closed, and many of the birds left Vargo's property, settling in the nearby neighbourhoods. Which you'd think, like, peacocks roaming around is kind of whimsical and nice. Yeah, you know, until they be co- start carrying some knives. A peacock went for me once. No, what are you talking... Well, you were, we were seven. At, we were at a Christmas tree farm. I was like seven. I knew we all, all of Sean's children... Or all of Sean's stories when he's younger, he nearly dies and also he's between the ages of seven and ten. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, there were just peacocks roaming around. And yeah. one of them, like, walked up to, and just, like, did the whole feathery thing and, like, hissed at me. He was a prick. What do you mean he, ne- he nearly died? <laughs> I didn't nearly die. He just went... He was just fronting on me. 
Oh, you f- and were you front and back? Like, I squared you, up, yeah, yeah. You yeah, squared up, was, obviously, yeah. you square up. That, is well, it like a, a bear? Knife. Which bear is it that you square up to? Uh, black bear. Black bear you square So is it like a, that kind of situation, or is it a runaway situation? Uh, I ran away from the bird. To be, well, I ran to my dad, and my dad and was he, like, And he ran away from the bird? <laughs> he hid behind my mum. <laughs> and she threw you at the bird, and the two of them yeah. took off. And then I got new parents. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, raised by peacocks. So also, what's how do you not know the bear thing after how many times I've I said just, it to you? I just don't listen to anything that you say. What started out as a small flock of birds grew well into the hundreds by the 2010s. And the flock has continued to expand. Um, so they surround the Buffalo Bayou, Colin stated, that the birds cause issues in Heatwood and have congested in such dense, dense numbers because they're being fed by residence oh, you don't feed the birds if you don't want the birds there also without orders to manage the flock the birds are breeding out of control oh yeah okay so it's not like a controlled bird breeding it's just they're going wild yeah yeah Literally. exactly they'll also become more aggressive towards humans without any management yeah because it stops being like humans are caretakers and then it's just humans are Threats in the way of my yeah. food. He, peacocks will eat meat as well. They're one of those kind of birds. Omnivores is that what they're called? I, I'm sure they. I'm yeah. Cool. All right. <laughs> I'm, All right, Sean. Gonna, yeah, I, I'm not going to back you, but I'm not going to doubt you. <laughs> um, anything. This peafowl population has also gone from a more domesticated situation at Vargos, that classic restaurant, which, <laughs> and then they've gone to a more feral structure. You never want to hear the word feral when there's animals roaming around. Um, no, but structure implies organisation as well. Mm. Like there's a lead, there's a head peacock here. Yeah. So mating season, by the way, also occurs year round in Houston. <laughs> they'll they'll do it any time. They'll fucking oh lads, they will do it anywhere, any time, any place. Um, so they can exhibit aggression, and this is what causes peafowl to attack cars and windows. Um, it's Ooh. mating aggression, basically. So they this is I mean this is strong, right? From uh, Daniel. He comes to Daniel Brooks, who's coordinator of the Texas Invas- Invasive Bird Project. He comes out and says, peacocks aren't very intelligent. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> and they'll see, their refle- the they'll see their reflection in a shiny surface like glass or metal. And they think it's a rival peacock, so they attack it. They can cause a lot of damage. Actually, to be fair to you, Daniel, that does sound pretty dumb. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds like me um, on a night out, to be fair. <laughs> Who the fuck is that guy? The, um, also, Vargos Restaurant closed in 2012. How much are you paying for a 14 ounce ribeye in that restaurant? In 2012? Yeah, in 2012 money. 2012. Okay, so I'm going to say 14 ounce ribeye. Um, $23. $30? That'd be a fucking Pretty nice ribeye, for- is all I'm saying. Pretty steep for 2012. Yeah, yeah, things were. Things were not great in 2012, lads. We had just, like, crashed a few years previous. Yeah. Uh, who's going out and buying, I don't know, uh, an elegant stuffed chicken for $22? <laughs> Why do they have the menu still up if they've been closed for over 10 years? 
I think it's on Yelp that I'm reading this. Ah, of course. Um, they're very curious by nature and they're large, loud birds. And they'll definitely charge at someone if they're curious about them. Especially if they think they might get fed. Um, so, Sean, what do we do here? So, this town is being attacked mm. by a group of peacocks. Now, this is a situation, Sean, where I'm oh, going to throw it to you. Fuck. You are a okay. resident in the town, right? Yeah. Maybe you all get together. You have to come up with a plan. How do we solve the problem of the peacocks? Well, we need... Okay. I'm, by the way, before you start, I'm just thinking of the scene in The Last of Us when uh, they first get the very first zombie and they ask you one what to do and she just goes, Bob. <laughs> it's like, yes. Bob. Yeah, Bob. Bob is the answer. Um, okay, so peacocks, you need... You need, okay, so peacocks respect, because the way peacocks breed is that they establish dominance with big bright colours and tails and shit, right? You need to be bigger and brighter than the peacock. You need to get Elton John. I was just going to say we bring Elton in. (laughs) You bring Elton in on the sly and you have him walk around with his 1980s garb. Yeah, like I'm talking big. I'm Mm. fairly sure there was peacock feathers in there. Do that as well to like you know establish like I've killed before. I've killed I've killed one of you before and I'll kill again. Yeah, and then you just walk them out of town singing "I'm still standing" the whole time. <laughs> when he gets the rocket man, he just gets attacked by two thousand <laughs> birds. But then you walk all the way to Florida and you got a crocodile rock going on. Oh, so what you could do is. You're leading them somewhere else. So you need to get them out of Texas, pretty big place. Pretty and you big. And you need to somehow get them either to Florida, which is quite a ways away, or maybe the next state over. Maybe down. You go further down towards the border. You want to get them to Mexico? From Houston to Mexico? Isn't that pretty far as well? I mean, it's not as far as Florida, but pretty far. Houston, what's near? What's the nearest accessible location to Houston, Texas? Do you think America's too big? First of all, it's Fuck too that. big. It's uh, Texas. I'm pretty sure Ireland is the size of Texas. We could do. We could get to Louisiana. Okay, it's not too far. Mm. New Orleans. Do New a bit Orleans, of a, a barbecue. They haven't had enough problems recently. So. Yeah, yeah. There's been a bit going on there. To be fair, um, where, where else could we go? Austin. And then we just let a load of the artsy people adopt all the peacocks. True, yes. You need to get them out of... I think it's a situation where the people of Texas either need to come together or they need to basically turn on each other. And you need to pick a town you don't like and lead them there. Yeah, what's the worst town in Texas? I'm going to Google that. Worst town... Now, this isn't me, ladies and gentlemen. I don't know anything about Texas. I just know what that the Google internet say? has opinions. In uh, Google says yeah. we got who? Oh, this seems this is kind of mean. Because <laughs> uh, because this one is just like oh, there's a high poverty and unemployment rate and a high crime rate. So Not as fun. Hand in hand. Not it's, as fun. Uh, I want just petty petty hates for different yeah. places. See, it's all about. They're all saying po- violent crimes are two hundred and twenty-five percent higher than average. Where? Where is that? In Balch Springs. Okay, well then you bring the fucking bring these there, and then you've got the fucking war 
You've got violent crimes happening against them, and you've got violence on violence. They'll eventually kill each other. They'll wipe each other out. That's true. And then, like, then you have a bit of a tourist attraction where it's like, hey, this is where the Peacock War happened. Sell a load of tickets, build up the local economy. People need jobs. People need to run that fucking tourist spot. Yeah. We need artists to recreate. We need murals to celebrate. How I we think you're describing Belfast. <laughs> I think, yeah, I think I've, I've driven them into Texas Belfast is what's happened. Uh, it's a, it worked for Belfast. It's, it works for Belfast. <laughs> Build go. the Titanic. Okay. Build the Titanic in Texas. Somehow set it off. hundred years from now, you'll be grand. You'll be laughing. Yeah. Build a room to it. You gotta play the long game. <laughs> long game. Sure, they might kill you now. But any time after that, you're laughing. Yeah. Look at all, Look how well Ireland did. <laughs> Place on fire. Look at us, we're doing so well Um, Belfast, lovely spot I would recommend going to see Belfast We're thinking about going this year Yeah, never been up It's nice, Uh, I would go there before Dublin Okay, right Uh, Oh yeah, just Should we just do an episode where it's like It's tourism By the way, one of my favourite things is Any of our American listeners or our overseas listeners We get messages into our Facebook and Instagram, by the way, that are like, I'm coming to Ireland, what's some (laughs) tour spots you want me to hit? And I think that is the funniest thing ever, that people are like, they think me and you are smart enough that we'll know. And all of our advice is always just like, anywhere but Dublin, go to anywhere, anywhere else is grey crack. (laughs) Yeah, go go to Galway, go to Dingle, go to Cork. Cork, Kilkenny, Waterford, Belfast. all All these places. There's, there, look, there's 32 counties in Ireland. Just don't go to Dublin. Just <laughs> any of the rest of them. Love go it. to Dublin for a day. Go to the Cliffs of Moher for three hours. The rest of the place is great. Yeah, it's class. It's class. Yeah. Just get yeah. to a town, find a pub, talk to someone there. Somebody's probably playing a guitar somewhere in that pub. Go find yeah. them. If they put a shamrock on top of your Guinness, leave. It's not good. <laughs> It's a tourist trap. It's a tourist trap. <laughs> a real Irish pub. They won't even fucking look at you. There's some 75 year old lad behind that counter. You'll order a drink. He won't even look up. He'll just walk and make the Guinness no. troll at you. And if you don't let it settle, he'll also kick you out. The, the dream is you go into a pub, you hold up one finger, the barman nods, and then yeah. hands you a Guinness. <laughs> go sit in the corner. There'll be a bit of crack later on. Yeah. But for now, sit by the fire. I know it's June. The fire is light. It's okay. <laughs> it's fucking freezing. It probably <laughs> is. Um, uh, no, but please, people keep asking. It's great. I love that when that happens. We should do um, a tourism episode sometime and just talk about Ireland. I think different be really places. Funny. Yeah, yeah. Even on Patreon, I think that'll be a fun thing. Also, to do. we uh, I forgot to tell you this, but we got our Christmas oh. cards from one of our patrons, Waffles, who sent oh. them to New Zealand in December. We got them this week. That's, well, is that, is that a New Zealand or Irish Post fault? It's, it's both of them, probably. So, uh, yeah, effort, thank you very much, Waffles. Thank you want to give Waffles. a shout. Um, but, yeah, so moving on to our next piece of news, Sean. I, also, we don't, I don't know if we solved uh, the, pe- the peacocks. We solved the peacocks and that small town's issues, Connor. What more do you want from me on a Wednesday? We're we're solving crimes. We're solving rampant feral peacocks in neighborhoods. Like there's nothing we can't do. No, we're basically gods. No, <laughs> <laughs> nothing will ever go wrong. We're going to be on the up forever. 
Um, Sean, we're moving on to our next piece of news, and this is a story that was sent in to us multiple times. Thank you very much to everyone who sent it in. Can't be even begin to understand, says Brampton Man 25, charged with cracking open a beer while driving to celebrate new driver's licence. Oh, his heart was in the right place? Um, a 25-year-old driver from Brampton had his G2 licence suspended after police allege he was driving under the influence, speeding, and exhibiting careless driving behaviour just 40 minutes after completing his driving test that morning. It's a stressful day. you know, you got to take the edge off. Don't drink so, He had his licence, his full licence, sorry, for about 20 minutes before it was suspended. <laughs> Fuck, that's got to be a record. So he must have passed the test, driven straight to get some drink. Then he gets a big bag of drink, just downs a few cans, and then goes driving. Here's my question. Do that exact same thing, but with non-alcoholic beer. Is that illegal? No, why would that be illegal? Just, uh, but imagine pulling up to a, a, like a red light. Mm. And you look at the lad in the car across from you. Yeah. And he's uncapping a bottle in the car. True, but completely legal. You would, yeah, you wouldn't necessarily set off a breathalyzer for that. No, you, what do you mean necessarily? Do you not understand the concept of non-alcoholic? It's like so, drinking so a bottle are like of Coke. One, to be fair, it's like mouthwash what? levels of alcohol in them. But no, well, some yeah, so some of them, like the IPAs and shit have like zero point five percent. Yeah, yeah, alcohol. But, in them. Okay. but like, if you're, but like if you're going zero zero, yeah, then, then okay, go, it's like so, just drinking so a bottle of coke. Have a can of Guinness zero zero on the dashboard. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just a funny look. Is all I'm saying. <laughs> so what you I've want got to do? In a class. <laughs> what you're telling me is what you want to do is a good gag would be to cut the outline of a Guinness out of a can and then put that over your zero zero can, pull yeah. up beside the police, start drinking it, just crack it open, start drinking it. Well, lads, what's going on? Ha 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 You're right? driving around looking for traffic stops. You're, you're like. looking for them rather than the yeah. other way around. And so you come all up to the breathalyzer, your man comes is like, can you just blow into this, sir? Sorry, before I do, can I just take one long drink of this, please? You pull out your can. Oh, that's nice. Ooh, that hits the spot I love Guinness. Don't have to be specific about which Guinness. You love Guinness or yeah. Heineken or whatever you're drinking, right? Then you blow in, you pass. Ha ha, what a prank to pull. <laughs> I think you're still getting questioned for that. I think I think just tr- true pure annoyance. I think they would just arrest you. Yeah, like I, I yeah, just for wasting police time or something. It Legally, feels like you, you haven't done anything wrong. No, but you're being a prick. <laughs> See, that's that's nuisance. That's that's devilment. Yeah, is what that is. That is devilment. Mm. I think you get the right guard on the right night. You get a like ah, go on. But yeah. You, you get a lad who's been out in the rain for four hours checking driver's yeah, licenses. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and he's just he's clocking off in 20 minutes and then this little yeah. fucking prick shows up with his fake head. Yeah. You'd definitely be asked to blow twice. <laughs> They'd look at him like, that's fucking wrong. Do yeah, that again. Come on. <laughs> Sings out of batteries. What do you think about this guy? He passes his driving test, immediately goes to get some drink and then immediately starts drink driving. I mean... 
it's just idiotic, right? Like, there's no... Surely that's on the test of, like, how much alcohol are you allowed to drink? I don't know what it is in America, but I know here well, it's, Well, novice like drivers have to have no alcohol in their system. I think that's right. the same in Ireland as well. Or as they used to have, like, a limit, I think it was, like, less than one or something, but they might have changed it to zero now. Yeah, I think, yeah, that makes sense. So, he, like, he would have he would have known this. Mm. Like, he was hardly drunk doing the test, was he? No, he what he was, was it was probably just above zero. So, like, if he had just bought it 20 minutes oh. before, he probably had a few mouthfuls. I get you. It's, it's stronger the more recent you've had it as well. Like, it, it can fuck with the test. This is real. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I sound like such a booze bag. <laughs> like if you, you sound just, like if, somebody who has a drinking problem who's trying to pass tests. Who, yeah, who knows? I've never taken a. I don't drive. Um, the well, you can, but you're just not very good. That's it. I'm just not licensed to. Yeah. No. No. Legal, no. Legally, you can, but literally, yeah, you can. If you were, you want yeah. to go tomorrow, like you could. This is kill a, a few people. It's fine. Yeah. If more lender tomorrow, I'm driving a car. Yeah. It's the, fine. But, like, if you take a mouthful of beer, it'll read a higher reading than if you, like, take a drink and then wait half an hour. Right. Okay. Again, don't drink And so what about if I take a big bag of drugs just before the test? Oh, your reflexes are going to be insane. Like, (laughs) you're going to be swerving 15 miles early. Like, it's going to be great. There's there's a turn ten miles down the road. I better turn into the right lane here. Just yeah, just want, I want to be ready for it. You know, <laughs> ready for it. You know what I mean? Um, Sean, I just think that people like this, in terms of weird news, it's a story that always gets sent to us, and it's one of those where it's like these people are just dumb. Like, what can you do? Yeah. Like, what goes through your head at that point? That you're I like, don't think you can fix that. Like, no, that, that's, that's a just, that's a level of dumb that is just yeah. stupid. It's just who that person is. Mm, like, yeah. Um, okay, do you know, what? Go- do you know what? Sorry, there's a term in Ireland for that, and that's just a gobshite. <laughs> like, you're just, there's no hope now, for you. Yeah, see, gobshite is like a step above idiot, right? Or Egypt, yeah. Or Egypt. So Egypt is like, he can be saved, but he, he's not the brightest. He's a, he's a bit of an Egypt. Like, he's a bit he's of an just- Egypt. But a pure gobshite. Is, you have to He's put the a, word pure before it, so it's a yeah. pure, gobshite. pure gobshite. And what they are is they're a lost cause. They literally have no brain cells. From birth, they've <laughs> been a gobshite. They will die a gobshite. <laughs> you can't come back from gobshite. No, no one has. No one ever has. <laughs> and every family has one. <laughs> and you know, fucking John's got. John's a fucking gobshite. Why is gobshite. he coming? Yeah, or like he got he walks into the bar. Oh, here's this fucking gobshite. Here's this now. fucking gobshite. Now he's out of walking. Look at him. He fucks. Sits sake. down all happy. Fucks it. Same as a bollocks. Someone's a bollocks. Yeah. They're always a bollocks. Yeah, a dose you can recover from. Yeah, you're, if you're a dose, you're a nine in the morning moment. A bollocks, you're just a bollocks forever. You're just a, yeah, bollocks is slightly more aggressive than gobshite. I would say. Like you're bollocks more is like another level. Being a prick. Yeah, bollocks is like you're actively setting out to insult some people's mothers. Exactly, gobshite yeah. might just be saying dumb stuff. Yeah, gobshite, you just don't have the wherewithal to conduct yourself in a sensible manner. <laughs> and when he gets drunk, he's a terrible fucking gobshite. So he's oh, yeah, oh, yeah, all oh, the drunk gobshite. Oh, oh no, Jesus! 
<laughs> you have to follow it on. Jesus. Oh, just the desperation <laughs> in, there in your voice. Um, so we're going to move on. And I have a story that I have literally just thrown in here just to try and make you squirm and feel oh. bad about yourself. No reason oh. other than that. Mom finds oh. whole spider's nest inside her ear after feeling a crackling. <laughs> oh, no. I'm not the only one who's squirming at this. <laughs> True. I don't like that. Usually we feel a crackling in our ears. Usually our head earphones having a moment. <laughs> we wouldn't expect it to be something alive inside us. For example, an actual spider's nest. Well, mm. Lucy Wilde... Lucy Wilde had already pulled the spider from her ear three weeks before this. I'm having a panic attack. <laughs> she kept having a scratchy pain, and she originally thought it was a buildup of wax, but she decided to use an earbud camera to have a look. <laughs> oh! I hate this so much. I'm not playing this up. Oh, I'm really unnerved by <laughs> this. This is just for my own amusement. Um, so, sending in a smart bud, Lucy made the gross discovery. Uh, the mum from Cheshire said it was uh. like something out of Stranger Things. It looked like you were going into the upside down. <laughs> it's just your brain. <laughs> it's what are you... No, three weeks they were in there. Yeah. So she'd used the smart bud the first time when she found a spider the size of a baby fingernail. No, living stop, in there. I, I genuinely, <laughs> I, I really don't like this. <laughs> when she flushed out with olive oil. My palms are so fucking sweaty. <laughs> but she was still in pain after getting it out. You know what I mean? <sighs> yeah, I um, what you mean. And so she went to see a specialist and they'd basically decided that... She had a nest of spiders in her ear. Do we have another story after this, or do I yes. get to go home? Because this is bullshit. <laughs> um, she, I'm gonna skip. I'm skipping over full-on paragraphs where she describes the horror that she I, got into during it. Genuinely, I can't. My stomach is so tense right now. She just finished with. I'd rather go through childbirth again. <laughs> oh, you're never like. I would never take headphones off. Like, I would cover my ears for the rest of my life. If How did it get in there? How did yeah. it start? How long was it in there to be, lay, like, laying eggs? Yeah, it's got to be in there for a little while. Yeah. Like, that, I, also, if that happened to me, I would never tell anyone. Yeah. I'm taking that to the grave. <laughs> she, <laughs> oh, no. I'm just going to say this one sentence, right? And That's I want you to be there with me. And, then, I, and then, I can, and then I can move on 30 seconds after this, okay? Yeah, I'm with you. I don't know what it left in my ear that was black, but maybe it, it cut my ear. I know some spiders have babies on their legs and their back, and that's probably what cut the inside of my ear. Oh, no. <laughs> oh. I, I really want to go clean my ears right now. <laughs> <laughs> sometimes a story by the way I had another story so I had two this week that I was like one of them I'm going to use to just ruin Sean's day for like just That's, the crack you know just for shit I'm really I, I'm I'm unsettled right now I'm just like, going to tell you the headline of the other one uh, woman sues dentist after four root canals eight dental crowns and 20 fillings at a single visit <laughs> oh man 
That's like that's less skin tingling, but that's fucked. Yeah, see, I went more skin tingling. Yeah. No, she must have been there all day. Oh, it says six hours. Fucking hell. Why yeah. the fuck would you do that to someone? She's suing the dentist. It's fine. Um, okay. So, okay. So, Florida man in unicorn floaty hooks 10-foot shark towed four miles offshore. See, now we're back on board. Like, this is this is a regular stuff. We've never done one like that before. <laughs> No, we did. There's a few times where I've thrown a story in that I know. Like, um, the time that they found all that hair in all the walls of that house. Ah, yeah, sorry, yeah. that one as well. St- okay. Stories like that are just thrown in just to kind of get a reaction out of you. They're so irregular that every time it hits me really hard. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes, like, I see headlines like that every week, and I decide, or I, I decide basically one way or the other what I'm going to do. Because I'm like, yeah. sometimes I'm like, no, we don't need it. But then some weeks I'm like, it'd be funny. <laughs> Wouldn't it be funny? Wouldn't it be hilarious if we did this to old show? <laughs> because the thing about this is, right, I would have the same reaction if I was you, but I've read it hours ago. So I've kind of emotionally dealt with the trauma. Yeah, you've already grieved. I've already like, grieved and gone through the stages of, oh, fuck, that's horrifying. So now when I tell you, I just get to see live what you feel. It's just funny. Feel. You just get the, 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 the joy of seeing someone yeah. else experience it. Um, to borrow a line from the police chief in Jaws, you're going to need a bigger boat. Um, so okay. what were you doing, yells somebody on board the boat? I'm catching a shark, replies the man in the floaty. So the guy had been fishing near the beach in Fort Lauderdale when he hooked onto the shark and he was dragged four miles off offshore once they figured out what's going on the crew in the boat tosses the man a line and to get him on board um so he didn't he was on a, sh- a unicorn floaty and then he's tra- he's fishing and a f- shark bites into his rod and drags him four miles offshore this is very similar to that simpsons episode with the catfish True, actually, yes. That's that's what I'm picturing here, and I, I would like to keep that mental image. Four miles, a shark was pulling on just a regular fishing line. Yeah, it's a high strength line. Jesus. <laughs> to be fair, high strength arms, like fucking. You know what? Yeah, hanging on for four miles. That is that is putting your muscles under duress for a long time. And in a floaty as well. Yeah, not even a, like a comfortable seat. <laughs> I I mean that Florida man I see that I was like, okay, that is like classic Florida man. He he's in a fucking shark. Flo- he's in a little floaty, and then he just gets dragged four miles. And I was like, right, we're finishing this week on that story because that's classic Florida man. But then Sean, I came across a, a Florida Florida man, a, a oh. proper one, the, the the one that we space the show around, really. Uh, because yeah, I have the, the one with no sense to it Florida man busted creeping through backyards with underwear around his neck claims it's just exercise (laughs) see this this is why we come to work ladies and gentlemen what kind of exercise benefit Florida authorities arrested a man who they say was discovered prowling around the backyard with underwear around his neck last week Cape Corral police said on Friday that officers arrested Troy Jean Stewart a man with three first names you can never trust a man with three first names that's the 
one of the oldest adages on the show. Mm-hmm. Try Dean God. Stewart, 35. After someone called 911 about a prowler that they thought was in the local area, they felt someone was in the backyards prowling. They said they saw someone in their backyard near their dock and had also noticed a person on surveillance cameras. They but he a was a dock in their backyard? Yeah. Fucking wealthy people. <laughs> um, and had also noticed on the cameras the person prowling garden to garden right police yeah. said that they when they showed up they discovered Stuart in an empty lot lying on his stomach between a hedge and a brush near a seawall <laughs> okay <laughs> It's uh, uh, you know solid snake in like in the bus. <laughs> That's what I'm thinking when he just has a pair of underwear on his face. He was wearing an outfit matching the description of the suspected prowler, and also a pair of navy underwear around his neck. Um, Stewart reportedly told police when they asked him, "Stewart, what are you doing out here?" He told police, "I'm exercising, and I wanted to run along the canal." He said the underwear around his face was to protect him from the cold. Mm. That's a last resort, surely, though. <laughs> if there's anything else to protect you from the cold, it would be anything but underwear on Even your face. Even if there was a second where they felt like they kind of believed him. Well, Stuart then kind of, sorry, tried and kind of ruined his story by immediately following it up because he felt like he was losing the crowd with... I'm hiding in the bushes because two men had confronted me recently. <laughs> okay. <laughs> any sign of these men on any of the cameras in the property? No, or? No, 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 right, no, okay. No. Um, but he was, he was exercising. Now, it just so happened, coinkydink, coincidentally, a mm-hmm. neighbour told police that two bonsai trees were stolen from their yards that night, valued at seven grand. Officers said that they discovered the bonsai trees at Troy Dean Stewart's home, but they were not the stolen plants. Hang on. So wait, wait. he stole different bonsai trees? <laughs> wait. So that's really written confusingly. Officers said... They discovered bonsai trees at Stuart's home, but they were not the stolen plants. So they thought there was two bonsai trees stolen from a yard, valued at up to seven grand, these two trees, by the way. They go to his house. He has two bonsai trees. They're not the same bonsai trees, apparently. How would you tell? Um, Unless he's cultivated them into new bonsai specific tree shapes. shapes yeah, yeah, yeah I would yeah, say yeah. most bonsai trees similar <laughs> it'd be tough to tell there's, a, there, there's an end goal with a bonsai tree you want it to look a certain <laughs> but, way but at the same time they thought they had them on that crime but now they have them on nothing because there's nothing illegal about lying in a ditch between that and a, and a wall and a, and a bush and maybe having an underwear around your neck I mean is that illegal I don't think so your honour if it's private property, you shouldn't be there. But yeah, I get what you mean. You say the word prowling, I say the word hanging out. They're the same thing. Just, it's, it's all about wording, really. It's, it's, it's a, that's, a, that's a spin tactic, you know, <laughs> calling it prowling. <laughs> They're spinning it's, it, so we think Florida man is bad. He's not prowling, he's hanging out. And also he told us he's doing exercise. He's out for a run along the canal and he was wearing the underwear around his face to protect him from the cold. He told us that. Makes perfect sense. 
Does he have other clothes on or is it just the underwear around his face? He had uh, trousers on but no top. Okay. Interesting move. Hmm. Any underwear or just the pair on his face? They do not confirm nor deny if they are his underwear. It's kind of worse if they're his, isn't it? <laughs> no, it's worse if it's someone else's. If it's someone else's that he got off a washing line. But if it's his own no, no, no. underwear I'm, he had I was been thinking more so he, he prowled his way into a house, stole some oh, bonsai trees and some underwear. Well, he didn't steal the bonsai trees, so he didn't steal They don't the have them that. They're different bonsai trees. That's it. That he could have stolen from somewhere else, but they don't know the crime that happened. He could have grown those over, over years, over generations. While he's out exercising. Yeah, that's why he runs so much, so he can look after the trees. <laughs> Forever. I can't die before my trees, he says. He's like, do you know how long trees live? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, it's on the internet. Oh. Do you um, know? So, Sean, what do you think of Florida man here? here? Now, he, he said he had been confronted by two men. He said that he was out exercising and he was wearing the underwear to protect him from the cold. All stacks up to me. What about you? I mean, uh, the, the, the confronted by two men could have been two other police officers confronting him. Uh, could have been the trees. Could have been the trees. Could have, they could have been very good bonsai trees. That's why they <laughs> command such a, such a high price Perfectly tag. shaped like Shaquille O'Neal and Kobe Bryant. My <laughs> like, God, what the hell? two of the tallest men for those bonsai trees. <laughs> Massive trees. The uh, You could have picked two Daniel Radcliffe's. No. Um, <laughs> and then the underwear around the face, I can't get. But I don't know how you would navigate that. It what also wasn't around his face. It was around his neck. So it wasn't That's even pulled up like a mask. It was just there. So was it one of the... I'm picturing like a boxer brief type of scenario. I'm, I'm thinking so, it's more like a... But he's wearing it like a bandana. But he doesn't have a bandana. Uh, he's got some boxer briefs. I get you. Okay. I was thinking he was putting his head through one of the holes, all this kind of thing. You think he's tying it around the back? No, I still think he puts his head through one of the holes, yeah, but he's wearing it like it's a bandana. If it right. was a bandana. That's fascinating to me. That's not how I came up with that. I had a completely different... Let me show you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> quick. A quick demonstration. Yeah. Would, would you go straight? Start the screen recording. We'll put this up. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I, it's good to know that 2024 started. Florida Man is back. He's, he's yeah. back to his best. We'll see what happens next week. But I mean, I, I think it's a strong Florida Man start of the year. Um, and I think that's and, also... And what's terrifying and encouraging, it's only going to get weirder. It's only Florida going to get Man. worse. It's only going to get worse. So try Dean Stewart officially Florida Man for this week. Uh, Sean, would you like to take us out? Yes, thank you everyone for listening to this episode of Weird News Wednesday. We will be back on Friday with Hero or Zero. Uh, and then next Wednesday with another episode of Weird News Wednesday. It's big thank you to everyone over on the Patreon. Patreon.com forward slash Heroes for Hire podcast. Link to that is in the description. And shout outs, of course, go to Roisin and Baby Ben Palmer, Joe Burney, Ryan Kamatsu, Dozer Enthusiast Evanson, Waffles Loves You and Hopes You Have a Good Day, David Clark, Sean Chuckin in the Wash and It'll Be Grand Jameson, Dominic, Anna Irish Walters Forever, and congrats, Roisin, on your baby. Roos, Danny McLaughlin, Lord Smish, Michelle Brown, Michaela Doughty, Frost, currently busy romancing Astarion. Uh, I think that's a Baldur's Gate think handsome so, yeah. boy. Uh, Ed Ball, Connor and Lorraine are debating which is cuter, Sean's proposal in Japan or Connor's proposal on the Pelp. Russ, Sean, don't believe all the negativity. If I ever got a Make-A-Wish, I'd definitely ask for a visit from you, Parfit. Uh, I hope that never comes up for what it's worth. Um, <laughs> 
Jackson Bruheim is honoured to be bigger the dreams. Show. <laughs> you could have Connor, like. Uh, <laughs> I like how that was what I was thinking. <laughs> I'm bigger dreams. Me. Me. I'm the best. Uh, Jackson Bruheim is honoured to be picked as Sean's replacement and has already claimed his parking space. Lives at a few too many on St. Paddy's Day and tipsily subscribed to the Patreon. Kira Lawler, Judge Lahey, The Amazing World of Keza, Mikey is alleged bag, Kyle Borowski. Rory screamed when he was responded to on Twitter and Sean subbed to the Patreon after 10 creamy pints. Thank you all very, very much for your continued support. We really, really appreciate it. It makes all the difference. And thank you to everyone over there. If you want to support us, there is also a merch store, heroesforhire.ie forward slash shop. Twitter is at heroesforhirepod, the four is the number four. Facebook is Detective Divilment's discussion group. Instagram is heroesforhirepodcast. And the best way to ever help out the show is to tell one human being that we exist. Just a one, please. And I think that's about it, Connor. I think so. So I've been Connor Lawler. I've been Sean Meehan. I shall see you all next week, guys. Bye. Bye.